Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more Ah Celestia Matter Butthole. And if you love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's dive straight in to today's first story. Now, today's first story comes from Trouble in Gluten, who says, Am I the asshole for going no contact with my parents after learning they had lied to me about my allergies all my life? Hey everyone, I'm 19 years old and my parents are in their 50s. For as long as I can remember, I've been allergic to several things. Dairy, wheat, flour, gluten, and legumes. Since I was a young child, my parents have completely kept all of them out of our house. While other kids ate breakfast cereals, I ate fish and assorted pickled vegetables for breakfast. While other kids had Lunchables, I had grilled chicken or fish with, again, assorted vegetables, usually sweet potatoes. While other kids ate birthday cake at the birthday party, I had an apple. I never questioned this until a couple of months ago. I was at my aunt's house for my birthday party and she made brownies for everyone. For me, she took great steps to make them with almond flour and avoided all of my allergies. I started eating them and thought little of it until my aunt suddenly looked at me and, in a panicked way, asked which plate I took the brownies from. I pointed from the ones where I got my brownies and she immediately stood up and told me we had to get my EpiPen. She raced to ask my mother for it and I sat there scared out of my mind because I'd never mistakenly eaten flour before. I noticed my mother had calmed her down and and then she said that we don't have to worry because she had switched the plate of brownies and after all, I'd eaten the ones made with almond flour. I found this incredibly odd because really, why would she swap the plates? That doesn't even make sense. But for the time being, I let the issue rest. It didn't sit well with me for about a week and I finally went to get an allergy test. The doctor started with a skin prick test and lo and behold, I didn't react to any of the above substances. Then he ordered a blood test. And when the results came in, they said I had absolutely no intolerance to any of the foods I'm supposed to be allergic to. I was furious and called my mother. She eventually admitted that she lied to me because she wanted me on a paleolithic diet and wanted me to be able to avoid all temptations. She raised me with a lie about her own health, but she keeps insisting that I try to see it from her perspective. She spams my phone with messages about how healthy I am, that I never had acne, that I've been in great shape my whole life, that I have strong teeth and bones, and that I even got onto a D1 college tennis team. She has started calling me ungrateful for her intervention, insisting that I should be glad I never got carb addicted. I don't know what to think. I carried around an EpiPen for all those years. One that I suspected may be faked since my mother never got me to replace it. And I don't even know anymore. Am I the arsehole and an ungrateful son for losing it over this? Wow, absolutely not the arsehole to me in this situation. Lying to your child their whole life 
and then just sort of like expecting them to be okay with it when they eventually find out and you know it was inevitable that op was eventually going to find out that they were not allergic to these things and it's just trying to think from the mum's point of view what is your end game in this you know they will find out eventually i assume i think a lie like this especially once they reach adulthood and you have no control over them anymore it's going to be really difficult to keep you can't keep that lie it's just impossible i think and then from op's point of view they're going around their whole life you know thinking if i accidentally eat something i could potentially die from that what an absolutely scary way to live not the asshole to me at all but wee woo says not the asshole you spent your entire life thinking you could easily die because your mum wanted you on a special diet allergies are incredibly serious and while you can grow out of them to be lied to is unnecessary what your mum did was manipulative and poor parenting she easily could have had you on a diet like that without lying and making you fear for your life and op replied saying that's what i was thinking i was a good respectful kid I followed her directions. Why did it take a lie to get me to eat the way I thought I should? I'll probably keep eating this way for the most part anyway, but knowing a strawberry milkshake won't kill me is a huge relief. Soulless Ginger 93 says not the arsehole. Also tell your aunt about your mum's lie. She should know that your mum made her put in extra effort for who knows how many times and caused her to go in panic about you potentially having an allergic reaction. When in reality, your mum had lied about your allergies. I feel bad your aunt went through that. What your mum did was so terrible. She needs to face the consequences for her actions. Cut contact until she understands just how bad her actions were. Shadow Girl says, not the asshole. Your mum sounds like those vegan and vegetarian people who don't feed their dogs or cats meat. To which OP replied, those people exist. That's nuts. To which Mr. Galo replied to that saying, dude, you're surprised that those people exist considering your mother lied to you about you being deathly allergic to an entire classes of food for 19 years. <laughs> and OP replied, good point. <laughs> and Roland Katamari says, not the asshole. Please try out cheese and you won't regret it. To which OP replied saying, cheese is absolutely incredible. I did get the squirts after eating it. Jesus. <laughs> for the first time, but I don't think you're supposed to eat a whole block. <laughs> That's probably too much info, but Desert Eagle Bennett says absolutely positively not the arsehole. She can't raise her kid on a lie and expect them to be on with it, no matter how you turned out. You missed out on sweets as a kid and Lunchables, which are wonderful. And I feel like she lied about switching plates just to calm her down. She wouldn't have known which plate you were going to eat from. OP replied saying, in her defense, and I know it's weird trying to defend her here, but she went above and beyond in helping me grow up relatively normally. She baked alternative desserts for me and during my birthday parties as a child would feed the other kids normal cake. I never really felt left out or that I was missing out on anything because I had no metric to which to judge flour. On the other hand, I ate an actual cheeseburger for the first time after learning I had no allergy and there is no replacement for that. I almost cried over a double bacon cheeseburger. And one more from Uncle Fred Poop who says, not the arsehole, she lied while probably extolling the virtues of truth. Some insight and acknowledgement from her about that would do wonders. But seeing that she doubled down based on her giving you no credit for the positives you have achieved through your own actions and because she lied to you and seeming to shame you for not being grateful, she's the arsehole. Now we're going to move on to that update to see what it says next. And a quick question before we do move on, actually. Imagine if you was OP. 
and you had the chance to relive eating something for the first time once again, what would it be? I know mine's going to sound really lame, but it would be a spaghetti bolognese with cheese on top. <laughs> it's my absolute favorite. But anyway, on to the update. Perhaps against my better judgment, I decided that I would reopen a line of communication with my mother. I know this was not recommended by anyone in the post at all, but I just decided that I really wanted to have a relationship with her. I wanted her to see why what she did was so incredibly wrong and crossed so many lines, on top of wanting to be her son again. I texted her a few days after I made my original post and told her that I was willing to talk if she A. did not say anything until I had my say, B. didn't gaslight me into thinking what she did was right and C. truly considered my perspective. She agreed instantly. We set up a video chat at that point where I explained many of the wonderful points people in this community brought up in my original post. What if I had really accidentally taken in one of the foods I was supposed to be allergic to? Absurdly irresponsible of her. Did she ever stop to consider that I, sitting there at another kid's birthday party chowing down on a fucking apple while the other kids ate cake, might just feel out of place? Inconsiderate. How could she have the nerve to suggest that my hard work and having a goddamn tennis racket practically glued to my hand since I was four was the reason why I'm such a successful athlete, but rather it was because I didn't eat gluten? Dismissive of my accomplishments. How could she have lied not only to me, but to our family as well? Dishonest. Why didn't she talk to me instead of raising me on a lie? Underhanded. By the end of my rehearsed talk, my mother was straight up ugly crying. This was not exactly what I expected, but she apologized and said that she had been terrible. It was a huge leap from her previous response to my indignation. She told me everything I said was right and asked if I would listen to her reason why she did so. Before I was born, my mother had a much older brother. I knew about him, but never heard specifics on what happened to him. Apparently, he basically ate himself to death. He was so obese and food addicted that he was beyond help. He passed away when my mother was pregnant with me. They were close. It had a huge effect on her. She rationalized that lying would be better for me. When I brought up the fact that she didn't lie once, she acknowledged that she truly had no excuse. This did not give me complete closure, but at least I got it. I'm talking to my mother and father again. My father also apologized, although he had tried to maintain that he was more of an accomplice who tried to talk her out of it. That's another fight for another day. So it turned out in the end that the mum's brother, or the uncle, basically ate so much and a mother had some mental issues from it by the sounds of it and pushed it onto her own child. But the slight pessimist was jumping out in me on this one. And I know it sounds wrong, but it, was, it did jump out to me. And I gotta admit that because that's what was going through my head at the time which may be completely wrong, but it, it did jump out to me, you know, this person had lied to their son all these years, their entire life. Is the story just a way to manipulate her way out of that situation? Again, it may totally be true, so I don't really know, but that was what was going through my head at that particular moment. But assuming it's true, I'm glad that she, you know, she did truly say she had no excuse in the end. And I think you just got to take that relationship slow now because, you know, being lied to your entire life is no small thing, is it? So, so I would always feel on edge being known that I was lied to the entire time in my life. I'd feel on edge about it, I think. But what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Story. And our next story comes from the Two Shoes Girl, who says, Would I be the arsehole for saying no to my boyfriend's dream apartment? First time posting here, and I'm not a native speaker. Sorry if I make any mistakes. Me, female 22, and my boyfriend, male 22, are moving in together. We've been apartment hunting this week and found a couple of suitable options. There is one apartment I really like, apartment one, that is around 110 meters square and rent would be around 1400. This apartment is located in a nice neighborhood around 10 blocks from my parents' house. I like this apartment because the price is good for the size and location and it's also quite pretty. My boyfriend, however, prefers another apartment, apartment two. This is around 140 meters square and rent is around 1600. The apartment is in the dead center of the city we live in and literally next door to his parents' house. As in, if we sit on the balcony and look to the right, we can see and talk to his parents in their own balcony. My issue with apartment two is that it's not very nice looking on the inside. It's an older building, so the tiles in the kitchen and bathrooms are very outdated and worn. It comes with some furniture even my grandma would have gotten rid of already. The kitchen is all mismatched as if it was fixed by someone who took apart another kitchen and reused the parts. It's overall not a nice looking apartment. And for me to be happy in it, I would need to change pretty much everything. I'm an interior designer. The look of my own apartment is important to me. That would also be quite expensive to do. And there are certain things we wouldn't be able to change because it's a rental and the owner would not allow it. But my boyfriend still really wants it because it's very center of the city. Close to where he does language classes and a big supermarket he likes to shop at. And apartment one would be around one or two kilometers away from these things. He uses his mum's car, but she said he can't take it if he moves out, even if she does not drive. Apartment 1 is not available for visitation yet, and apartment 2 needs to be rented today or tomorrow. I need an answer soon, and I'm afraid I'm being unreasonable if I say no. Now, I'm coming into this one feeling it may be a no one's the arsehole here, because, you know, whilst you have the right to say no to this apartment, because, like you said, it could be expensive to redecorate, it's next to his parents, do you really want that? And whilst you're getting some more space, you know, it's more expensive by $200. But at the same time, he's allowed to turn around and say no to apartment one. It's his choice as well. And for me personally, I wouldn't enjoy being rushed into a decision in one or two days time to, you know, to something that's not really an apartment that I want. It's both of your lives here, you know. 
And I sort of do wonder if the parents are sort of like giving your partner a nudge and saying, look, you could live next door to us and it'd be wonderful and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so my ultimate suggestion would be look for another apartment, one that suits both your needs. Obviously, both of you will have to make compromises along the way, but that's the way life is. And that's just another learning curve for you guys on your path to independence. And that's what it's all about. But responsibility no 3245 says is it actually his dream apartment or is the location just useful if i was 22 again moving in with my girlfriend there is no way in hell i'd want my parents close enough to hear us swinging from the chandeliers <laughs> op replies saying it is definitely more the location for him but he does like the size of the apartment as well and doesn't care how it looks like i don't think they would be able to hear us from their house and we aren't exactly swinging from the chandelier people lol but point taken Throwing into the other says, Not the asshole. I would veto it purely on the fact that he's right next to his parents. It needs to be a clean break for both of you to really mature properly, like getting your own car. Is there nothing in the middle that's viable? An OP replied saying, We tried looking for other options in that region, but they ended up being either too small or too expensive. But both these options we have are rare finds. One Mike Nation says, No one's an asshole here, but you do know he has a right to say no to the apartment you want to, right? And OP replies saying, yes, I do. It's not that he doesn't like the one I like. He just loves this other one. He seems to be pretty torn as well, to be honest. Breathe Music 14 says, not the asshole. Do you really want to live next door to his parents and pay extra rent each month for an apartment you think looks bad? Don't say yes just to make him happy. If it's going to make you miserable. And Password Owl says, keep looking together and find something that works for you both. You both deserve to be happy in your new home. And now let's move on to the update to see which apartment did they pick? Was it one? Was it two? Was it something else? Are they living next door to the parents now? Oof. <laughs> I met with my boyfriend the day I made the post and we had a very long discussion about the whole apartment situation. By the end of it, we decided to go with apartment one. I must point out that at this point, we had not seen any of the apartments in person, only through pictures. We had a scheduled visit to apartment 2 the next morning, and we didn't even know when apartment 1 would be available for visitation. The morning comes and we visit apartment 2. We didn't want to cancel last minute, and it was not as bad as the pictures. My boyfriend absolutely loved it, and I was pleasantly surprised by it. After we leave, I get a call that apartment 1 is available for visitation, and we could go in immediately. So off we went and saw that one too. It was not very good. Pictures of apartments really are deceiving you It felt very small, despite it saying it was 110 meters squared. The bedrooms were so tiny and our bed barely fit in the master one. Our closet and desk did not fit in the second one. Also, the balcony was over a neighbor's house and we could fully see into their living room, which is kind of awkward. It also probably had very thin walls as we could hear children running around and yelling as if they were in our own apartment. So we both said no to apartment one and ended up going with apartment two. We had a meeting with the owner and he assured us he would get rid of any unwanted furniture and we were welcome to renovate any part of the apartment and he would give us a discount on the rent to cover the costs. We're working up a contract and we'll most likely be signing the lease this week. We already have the keys and everything. Also in regards of my in-laws, we sat down with them for dinner and clear boundaries were set. We'll be covering the part of the balcony that overlooks theirs. They will not be getting a copy of our keys and they are not to expect visits from us too often. 
I am hopeful and excited at the prospect of this apartment. And even though 98% of you guys told me to run for the hills, I have a good feeling I made the right decision. Thank you all for your time and your judgment. And just to clear up anything in the end that they did go with apartment too, because the first, if you're like me, <laughs> hopefully you're not. I was confused by the first line where it said, we decided to go with apartment one. And that was just after their, their, you know, their initial discussion. Then they went to see it and they decided on apartment two in the end. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry if you already knew that, but if you're a derp like me, then... <laughs> And I always find it amazing, you know, when I was looking to rent places before and you look at the photos online and the rooms look absolutely massive and it's just the photography that they take with these estate agents, the trickery. I remember one house I visited once and it showed a picture of the back garden and it was beautiful blue skies, obviously they were photoshopped in garden looked absolutely huge and it was just clear skies out the back and it looked like a, a wonderful place and then you turn up and we stand in the garden there's houses overlooking the garden from the left and actually above the garden slightly in the distance maybe a couple hundred meters away is like a, a big electrical pylon like buzzing <laughs> and they photoshopped all that out <laughs> you like crazy or what but all in all, I think it's a pretty positive update in the end that they set boundaries of the parents as well, which I think was a super important thing to do and a healthy thing to do as well for both their benefits because no one wants to just turn up randomly or expecting you to visit all the time. The pressure of that is going to be, it's going to have a negative effect on, on your relationship in the end, I think. Although I may be completely wrong and you may like these people around all the time and all that sort of stuff, but it doesn't sound like it from what you've said in that post. There needs to be some some boundaries in place which you've done i think's great but now what do you guys make of this one i would love to know your thoughts in the comments below if you would like to share them and just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories your likes your love your support your time joining up on patreon which you can do down in the description below or on youtube with the join button down below no pressure to do so, just if you choose, of course. <laughs> you being here is more than enough. And thank you so much for your love, support and time. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.